Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is Oilers Now. Uncle Milt from Brent Ridge Ford says, Advertising with Oilers Now works. They've delivered their last of their new 2022 trucks on Thursday. Uh, they're still in need of quality used vehicles. They're prepared to pay top dollar for trade-in or outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason that Brent Ridge Ford is a 12-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want to be treated fairly with every aspect of vehicle purchase and ownership, call the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. 780-352-6048. Well, we got ourselves, uh, by the way, you, now I'm no longer a big NBA fan. I watched the NBA back in the early to mid-1980s when uh, when we moved in from Fulton Vale into southwest Edmonton. And, uh, you know, it was a time, obviously, that the Lakers and the Sixers were dominant, organized Celtics were, oh, wait, the Celtics? I got a chance to do something that's never happened before in NBA history. Brendan, we've never had a team rally from a 3 nothing deficit it's happened, obviously, in hockey. Uh, most recently to Todd McClellan and the San Jose Sharks by the LA Kings. Uh, that was your several of the boys in my daughter's school uh, made her a bet. She took LA to win the cup. Uh, They're like, well, we get the other 11 teams. And then LA uh, ended up winning the Stanley Cup, including rallying from a 3 nothing deficit against the San Jose Sharks. By the way, there's still a couple of those kids that have not paid Tori her $20. I have a very unique set of skills, and I will find you. I'm just letting you know that right now. 780-496-0063. 3 nothing down. What do you think? Do the Celtics do it tonight? I think uh, they do. Well, I, I have a, a hard time in my heart saying that former Toronto Raptor Kyle Lowry is going to let this one slip away from the Miami Heat, but uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is a pretty fearsome duo there. Uh, I don't know. Who's on home court tonight? Like I, I have paid Boston. zero potential. It's in Boston? Yeah. Mm, <laughs> you better get it done. Otherwise, uh, I sure hope they've greased the light posts and stuff like that. Um... Uh, Ozzy has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hey, Bob, speaking of 2006, Chris Pronger was on Spitting Chicklets a few years ago and was talking about the finals, and he mentioned that the Oilers were rotating backups. Can you can confirm or deny this? Also explain. That one comes to us from Ozzy. They did. They rotated Ty Conklin and UC Markkinen as backups to Dwayne Rollison. So when Rollison got hurt in game number one that year, yes, indeed. Uh, hey, Brendan, uh, you know what? What the heck, Brendan? That's all. We got guys calling in. Let's open up the phone line. 780-496-0063. Yeah. Uh, Rollison got hurt. Conklin went in, turned the puck over on the malfunction at the junction with uh, Jason Smith, basically enabled Carolina to win that game. It was a heartbreaker. The orders were no good in Game 2, and then bounced back and made it a series in Game 3, including winning in games in Game 3. Five shorthanded in overtime on the Pisani winner, 4 nothing in Game 6, before ultimately falling uh, 3-1 with an empty netter in Game number 7. But yes, it's true. The rationale behind it, you'll have to ask Craig McTavish. I never really understood that. I would have just had Markin and back up. 
Mo says, Bob, do you think Raphael Lavoie has a chance to crack the team's lineup next season? Uh, Raphael Lavoie needs waivers. My guess is he'll be on the team to start the year. And what you might see the Oilers do is sign a good veteran winger uh, on a high-end two-way deal, maybe a $450,000 guarantee, you know, 800000 bucks is sort of a 13th guy that could potentially rotate with Lavoie, but Lavoie getting an opportunity to start the year. Let's go to uh, Big Bad Joe on uh, line number one. We'll open up the phone line, sure. How you doing, Big Bad Joe? What do you got? Hey, I'm doing fine, Bob, like usual. Hey, by the way, get me those name of those kids. I will take care of it for your daughter. <laughs> Sorry, man. But uh, what I'd like to say to you, Bob, is from, uh, <clears throat> so as I'm a believer, oil is going to bring the curb home next year. But just in case for the non-believers, would you think it's a good time by the if it not happens to blow up the court? No. No? No. Okay. You want you want now? You might. You know. I mean, I I think the hope for everybody involved is that the Oilers have Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle play their entire NHL career here, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So, uh, however, I do. I'm a realist. I mean, we watched Wayne Gretzky get sold. I I think the I like you think the Oilers can I'm going to tell you right now I think the experience this year and how gutted the Oilers players were in that loss to Vegas. Let's face it, they blew games five and game six and it cost them the series. Um, I think Skinner will be better next year. I think Campbell will be better next year. I think the team defense will be better next year. And I think Oilers management has to grind every second of the off season to continuously improve this team because they're not going to have a lot of wiggle room. And I don't know if there's a big blockbuster that's there to be made, Uh, but I would not blow up the core if they don't win the Stanley Cup. I mean, maybe they lose in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. Maybe it's another step in the journey. I don't know, but I wouldn't blow up the core. Yeah, okay, Bob. And But I mean, you know... know, I know where you're coming from. eh? I know where you're coming from. Yep, you bet. Thanks for the call. Uh, 780-496-0063. We normally don't do call-in segments in the 130 hour. We'll see how it goes. Let's go to Chris on line number two. Chris, you're in Oilers now. How you doing? Hey, Bob, how are you? Good. What do you think? Uh, well, you know what? I kind of look at just the off-season coming up here, or in the midst of the off-season and coming free agency time. And, you know, I know there's a few things to look at as far as just maybe some upgrades, whether it's on the right wing or right defense. I don't know. I think there's still all the talk about, like, and the name you brought up on Connor Brown, and I almost feel like I, I think uh, – I think it's the guy you gotta try to go for. I know it's everyone's gonna still question because he's been he only played I think it was eight games this year after he had he played four games. He tore his ACL. So here's the deal: Uh, he Connor Brown is represented by Jeff Jackson. Basically, Connor Brown got on Jeff Jackson and Wasserman's. Uh, radar screen because he was playing on a line with Connor McDavid. That's what happened here. And Connor Brown, for me, is Zach Hyman light. And Connor Brown can pick and choose. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back in your way. Let's say you've twice scored 20 goals in your NHL career. You partially owe your NHL career to your career trajectory in the Ontario League, where you were minus 72 the year before McDavid got there. And then two years later, you led the OHL in scoring and became a legitimate 
pro, you know, prospect. Um, you've had two 20-goal seasons. You need to jumpstart your career. Can you name a better place where you can – why do you think Evander Kane picked Edmonton? He knew what he was doing, right? He ended up scoring 35 oh, yeah, goals. No can you name a better – if you're trying to come back from a torn Achilles tendon – and teams and and you have limited uh, cap wiggle room because the cap's only going up a million dollars. Who else makes more sense if you're Connor Brown? That's you know if you're going to come in on a a lower base with a higher uh, bonus capacity put into the trade, which would not take effect until you know the year after. Where's yeah, a better- you give it, you, you would sign them basically to what Boston did with Bergeron and David Krejci this year, where you give them the bonuses and you'd be like, hey, you meet X amount of games, then you uh, then all you day. get your all day. Bonus. I, I would like I would say to I you, would- it makes way too much sense for Connor Brown, and it makes way too much sense for Edmonton. And I, I, at this stage, I would honestly be surprised if the Oilers didn't get. Like I'm serious, it just. There's such an intuitive fit there, and this guy is Zach Hyman light. Okay, he's not quite as big as Hyman. He's had two 20 goal seasons. Uh, he had a 20 goal season for the Leafs. He had a 20 goal season for Ottawa. And that was in the uh, Canadian division year. Like they only played 56 games that year. He's a. Ha- I, I, I've loved him forever. Uh, Chris Knobloch had him. Told me everything about his character. He's a lot about Hyman, and to me, be a real good fit. No, I agree. And you know what? If there's one other guy, too, this one might be a little bit harder, but almost the same, almost the exact same scenario. Mark Pezik? Oh, patch one. So, wow. Think, think about it. You come, you, it's the same case as Connor Brown. He's coming off two Achilles tendon injuries in the last 12 months. You say, him, basically, you give him the crazy deal, do like one year, one million, and you give him X amount of bonuses for the games you played because he hasn't played very much the last mm. few years. Hmm. There's a there's a finisher for you right for McDavid or for Leon. It's for a guy who can to me you're taking to me you're to me you're taking one or the other. Okay. Yeah. This I, is this is I would take Connor Brown first. This is only if you can't get him. Okay. But like I would say game. this: there's another guy that's had a similar type of injury that never actually played a game last year that I would consider as a seven eight defenseman who's also played a little bit of forward in his career, and that's Pezic. Yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, you're I you're paying the minimum for him. You're getting him under minimum, uh, and the rash. Like we discussed this on last week's show, we t- we said, can the Oilers bring back their three pairings? And the reality is, after they got Matthias Ekholm in the final 21 games of the year, the Edmonton Oilers were ninth in the league in goals against. By the way, Florida was worse than Edmonton in goals against during the regular season. And they're in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, but I, my preference would be to see the Oilers play the heck out of Broberg down on the minors for the first 40 games of the year. And so you need a couple of veteran defensemen that could potentially gap fill as seven guy as seventh D. And I'm looking to two guys from Edmonton. Like I would look at Pezik, and I was I'd also look at Alex Petrovic. Now I don't know if Petrovic wants to leave the Dallas organization. Austin is an awesome place for players to play. He had a hell of a year. Petrovich. He had a great year. Uh, terrific season this year uh, with, with Texas in the American Hockey League. But those are the type, and they're both right shots, which I have a lot of time for. Thanks for the yeah, call. No, no Thanks, Bob. Let's go to David out of St. Albert on line one. Hi, David. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. What do you think? 
Well, I, I don't know. I think I'm starting with this. I'm going to slow everything down a little bit. I have to decide what I'm doing with Yamamoto first. I don't I don't think I'm. he's going to be starting a season with us this year. Uh, because if he does start, I don't think they'll move him then after that. He's that type of a chemistry in the dressing room, and if you're going to get rid of a guy like that, I think you got to do it right from the start and get the mindset going. And it's not I don't like Yamamoto, but that once I, once I decide what I'm going to do with him, to me, to, to me, he's he's paid a hair too much for where he's playing is all. Right? Well, he is so. not. He is not. This past season, like he is playing, it's interesting. You look at Fogel and you look at Yamamoto, and Yamamoto is a one-third buyout, which means he's basically what four hundred thousand this year and like five eighty or something the next year. Like he's, it's not prohibitive as a buyout. And the bottom line is they did not get enough productivity out of those two players in the regular season between Yamamoto and Fogel, and they didn't get enough productivity out of them in the playoffs. But there's a difference. One guy played in the top six, and the other guy put up double-digit goals, not playing in the top six, and is yeah, six I foot two. Fogel- I thought Fogel did pretty good in the playoffs. So though. did I. I thought he was pretty so, good, actually. So did I. And, and it's, again, Bob, don't get me wrong. I, I like all players. But if you're trying to do something, they don't have to blow this team up, buddy. They're, they're a good I, team. I agree. They don't have to. I, yeah. yeah. And so if you're just – I think he's going to be cautious. I think that might be a move you might see in the summer here. I don't know what he's going to get with that. Once you do that, the back end is still pretty solid. you got lots of time to add and take away players. To me, this just came down to at the end of the day, and I don't – I just – this is my own opinion. I just believe Woodcroft, when they dropped the one game, I think that he probably played it safe by putting Skinner back in and I would have loved to have seen him give Jack a, a chance at it uh, if it blows up no problem you tried but that would have took all the pressure off of the young fella right okay. and that's that's all but I don't you can't blame anybody it's tough man to win it, it, it's, it's tough to win there's a confluence of events that happen I gotta get one more call in thanks yep, a lot for, for calling sure. David Take care. Uh, we are going to is it Andre on line uh, two hello yeah, hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? First time caller. Just wanted to, in my opinion, it's too bad, and I know cap space was, was what was limited uh, to do, but it would have been nice to get another big shutdown defenseman before the to to go into the playoff run. Uh, well, if you had told me that the Florida Panthers with Mark Stahl in their second pairing and Radko Gudas in the third pairing would have beaten Boston and Toronto and Carolina, I would have said you're on planet Zoltar. So there, yeah, I, there you go. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, we we come close, but just not enough. So, I know. Anyway, I hear. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, 780-496-0068. Rack, and that ends up our uh, open line segment. It's 149 in Edmonton, and we are going to tell you Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. You can get their new boneless wings, 8 for thirteen ninety five, sixteen for twenty five ninety five. Visit royalpizza.ca. Back with this day in order's history when we wrap up the show when we return. 151 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jbedmonton.ca. 3975 Calgary Trail, brand new Japanese Village has opened. As we go to list day, oh, just I just got to read this text. Bob, every time you bring up the Oilers' stats in the final 40 games, where they went 29, 5, and 6, you neglect to mention how easy their schedule was. That one comes to us from Gord. 
who says you never read my text. All right. Well, uh, yeah, they had an easier schedule, which is why I didn't panic when the team was 21-18-3 and and Edmonton ultimately did get to 50 wins on the season. We're going to go to this Dan Oilers history. It's presented by New West Travel. Serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. It's uh, 2011 when the Oilers re-sign uh, Ryan Jones to a two-year contract. No, not re-sign. They signed him. Two years uh, were three million dollars following his 18 goal campaign the following year he set a career high with 33 points and then his nhl career fizzled out pro career ended after five years spent playing for the cologne sharks he was a funny funny guy yeah is a funny funny guy uh oh yeah and we had moments i wasn't always his most favorite guy and i say that in the most affectionate way like he had some fun at my expense, and I deserved it. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night. What's he got shaking? It is a fluid show tonight. There we go. Well, and tonight at 8 o'clock, uh, 6.30, Chad Chorus and Global start all of their coverage of the election. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Decision Alberta starting immediately following Inside Sports tonight at 8. Not going to tell you who to go vote for. Just go out there and vote. Uh, tomorrow, daily face-offs. Frank Cervelli for Horse Racing Alberta Live Thoroughbred Racing back at the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. We'll have some fun, trust me, on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then Chelsea on Chad with Chelsea Bird um, from 3 to 6 here on 630 Chad, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elk. Back at you tomorrow at noon.